life was fragile. Judd was impressed that Bruce seemed so eager to convince them that their only hope now was to trust Christ. Judd knew it was the truth. He had to face himself, and he didn't like what he saw. His whole look, the way he carried himself, the me-first attitude, the secret that he had never really become a Christian, all those things sickened him now. Why had he wanted to appear so old? Why was it so important to him to know where he fit in every crowd? Everything that ever mattered to him now seemed ridiculous. He had been a tough guy, a big shot, the one with all the plans and schemes. He had stolen his dad's credit card and bought phony identification papers that said he was old enough to travel on his own. Yeah, Judd thought. I was a real player. But though Judd had come to some hard realizations about himself, he still had a major problem. There was no question Bruce was right. Judd didn't want to live without his family and without Christ, though he knew he had had every chance and could have been in heaven with his parents and brother and sister right then, everything in him still fought to blame somebody else. But whom could he blame? His parents had been wonderful examples to him. Even his little brother had recently asked Judd if he still loved Jesus. If he couldn't blame his family and he didn't want to blame himself, that left only God. He knew there was no future in blaming a perfect and holy God, but right then he had to admit that he didn't much care for God's plan. Whatever happened to the idea that God loved everybody and didn't want anybody to die and go to hell? What kind of a God would leave a 16-year-old kid without his family? Judd knew he wasn't thinking straight. In fact, he had to admit he was being ridiculous. But just then he didn't like God very much. He was mad at God because there was no one else to be mad at. Besides, Judd was grieving. No, his family had not died, but they might as well have. He was glad for them, he guessed, that they had gotten their reward for believing, but that was of little comfort to him. Bruce Barnes asked the four kids to introduce themselves and talk about themselves a bit. Judd didn't see the point of that. Bruce began with the youngest boy, the little blonde who appeared stocky and athletic. Judd was reminded of his own little brother, Mark. Mark and Marcy were twins, nine years old. Both had been tremendously athletic. While Judd had lost interest in sports after Little League, Mark and Marcy had seemed interested in every sport imaginable. They had both been dark-haired and younger and smaller than Ryan Daly, but still Judd found it hard to listen to the boy without thinking of them both. Already he missed them more than he could say. Just being around someone even near their age cut like a knife deep into his heart. Ryan was telling his story at just above a whisper. Judd could tell the boy had spent a lot of time crying that day. No doubt there would be more tears until he could cry no more. I don't know what I think about all this stuff you've been saying, Mr. Barnes. If it's true, I don't think either of my parents went to heaven. For sure my mom didn't because she was killed on the road sometime this morning. My dad was listed with the passengers that went down in a plane crash. I don't think he would have been one of those who disappeared. I mean, he was great and I loved him, but he never said anything about being a Christian or even going to church. Ryan told about waking up to find his mother's note and then hearing from the police about her death. When he stopped and buried his head in his hands, Bruce Barnes leaned forward and put a hand on his shoulder. So you've never ever been in church before? 
Well, not never, Ryan managed, raising his head. Somebody invited me to one of those Bible school things they have in the summertime at church once. Vacation Bible school, Bruce said. Yeah, that's it. But I was really little then, and I don't remember much about it. My friend, his dad's an airline pilot, wanted me to go to church with him here. I never did. And who was that? His name was Ramy Steele. He tried to tell me all about this, the way you just did. I thought he was nuts. What do you think now, Ryan? With that, Ryan buried his face in his hands again and sobbed. Bruce began to ask him something, but Ryan wrenched away and shook his head. Judd thought he knew exactly how Ryan felt. Bruce turned to Lionel Washington. Judd noticed that the lanky young boy with the smooth face and chocolate complexion had sat expressionless since they had begun. His wide, dark eyes seemed to rarely blink. He merely sat forward.